Watching it backward, he ain't seen it before. What will he find out? Turns out shows are kind of boring backward, but that's okay. We're gonna keep doing this weird fucking podcast anyway. And we're recording. Here we are. Full stereo. <clears throat> so. Is this the Red Wedding? <laughs> Was this the Red Wedding? Um, oh, we're going straight to question yeah, time, um, huh? Well, it's, <laughs> I thought I'd mix it up. It's it's a wedding. It um, is a wedding under a red tree. Is this one of your yes-no questions? How uh, bad do you want this answer? How bad do you want, yeah. I don't know if I want to know. Okay. Did this seem... It didn't seem so impactful. impactful that it would be the red wedding. Because again, no. I'm going to tell you, like, there's multiple weddings in this show. Well, I mean, it it could be. I think I've been spoiled mm. enough to know that lots of people die in the red wedding. Um, yes, that comes no. up in this but episode. If actually, I, if I didn't know that, then I would have. I would assume <clears throat> that the events that take place after this wedding. Uh, there's there's are like, enough to be really fired up about, but because I know about because I've been spoiled that there were lots of deaths, then I I am assuming this is not it. I say, like, what do you know about the red wedding? I've just heard that people are always just like, ah, oh, wait till you get there. That like because they're like watching it backward must be really difficult because characters die, you know, and then you see them, and then so they're like, wait for the red wedding because there's going to be a bunch of resets or something. That, that yeah. dynamic has kind of become blasé for us at this point, I think, where like characters yeah. get stabbed and then come back to life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, for me, yeah, that's funny because at first we thought that that was going to be like the most exciting element. Yeah, and it is kind of fun for me. Yeah. Like it just like a little. It's like a nice little treat for me to see a new character. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, you're new. Goodbye. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, but it's also, yeah. I'm finding that s- certain things are actually a little bit more interesting, and I have some notes on some of that kind of th- stuff. Um, how many? What is it? Like three weddings and a funeral in this show? Three weddings and at least two funerals. I was making a reference. I'm sorry. <laughs> What are you? You're you're spot on with it. Oh, well. Nailed it. Um, Did you have a question based on any of that? I thought you were asking. No, I was asking, like, how, like, did you want this to be your your, your yes no answer question? How bad did you want it? This episode actually starts with a segment that is really funny to watch backward, Mm. especially if you're taking notes like I am, Mm -hmm. because when I'm watching the show, People say stuff, and then I write it down as fact. <laughs> and then this episode is basically like everything's a lie, and I'm like, wait, are yeah. these spoilers or are they do lies? They, do they yeah. also lie about the past? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, literally, there's a whole segment where Arya is talking about stuff that's happened to her to the faceless guy or whatever. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm writing it all down as fact. And yeah, then, the game and, of faces. And then, uh, and then she's solely to fuck with Kurt. And then he's like, lie. And then and she's like, oh. And then she changes it to something that sounds more like the truth of what I've heard. And then I'm like, is she telling the truth to pass as a lie because it's so bizarre? Like, is her life so fantastical that it is? 
seems more like a lie to him and so she mentioned something about how like she he, she says something and then he says a lie so and then he said and then she says oh uh sandor clegane mm-hmm. was left to die and i want to i want him to suffer or something and then he's like lie and then she's like that's true no she said i hated him i hated him yeah and then and he... she left she left him to die Yes, that is what, That's she, what said. she said. And then I wrote that down, but then I'm like, wait. But then so he, yeah. something about that is like she's lying to it. They're lying to him. So we've talked about the game of faces before, where you what's what's the exact rules? You're supposed to tell like tell the truth, and you get like smacked if you lie. Um, You're if, supposed to tell the truth. Yes. Which uh, the end goal being that you lie so well that it passes as truth. That no one could like you cannot distinguish your truth from a lie. Hold on, let me look this up. The while, game the game of faces is weird as hell. Hit me, Chris. While, while you're looking that up, I have a few questions. Okay. How do you feel about unreliable narrators in media? I think they're fun. Okay. Did you see Mr. Robot? Uh no. Oh, you should. The first okay. season at least is very yeah, good. Yeah. Uh two. How reliable a lie detector do you think the faceless man is he he seems to have a lot of acclaim for being a lie detector okay. so I would say he's supposed to be really good if, if you could put a percentage on his detection rate I mean if I weren't if I weren't confused like Outside of this scene, I would guess that he's got a good 90%. Okay. But then this scene happened, and I feel like I feel like she was saying a bunch of stuff that was maybe true, and then he do, was... Do you <clears throat> think that she got away with any lies, and do you think that he detected Ooh. any false positives? Do you think that he called out lies that were truths? It's I don't know because that whole segment I I see the when I was watching it I thought he I thought she was supposed to be lying and then he was mistake he was saying that she was telling the truth so so say a lie right is that but what's the, happening so the game is that you hide some lies in some truths and you try to get away with some lies the the, the game is yes is is the tell me if I'm lying game basically where you you have to tell a story and it 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 can't be a lie so to so, so to speak so they like they cuz you're supposed to be like a faceless assassin where you take someone's face and become them yeah so you have to be so good at that that everything you say must be the person that you are yeah, yeah. so you must become so good at lying that it's indistinguishable from truth so when she says something and he says lie and whips her it's literally identifying that as a lie. Mm-hmm. That is that's sort of what it's going for. It, yeah. She to become I I think and this is kind of assuming but I think I understand. I don't think it's that complicated really. Um where if you become no one then you can just apply anybody to yourself and be that person and that's the truth in your heart because it's not in conflict with an identity that you have. Because you so, have no identity anymore. Mm-hmm. So when you are a oyster seller wandering the streets and making right or yeah. left turns respectively or in you, this... that's that's the truth in your heart so it can't nobody else can detect the lie because you're mm-hmm. not lying that's and who you are today in the episode she even kind of uses some of that skill in a more passionate kind of way where she's 
giving poison to this little girl mm-hmm. and saying like hey so heal you yep. i'm you know this yeah. is my because i wrote all this stuff down i'm like oh wow so yeah <laughs> i was like typing it all excited like aria yeah. was uh her dad was mm-hmm. brought her here to heal he, her and he then, <laughs> watches in the shadows and then and I, I literally yeah. typed like oh i i think this is a lie i, mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> he bullshitted that young girl yeah and yeah. then killed her with poison water yeah so to answer your other question then yes i think I think that Arya may have said some truths here mm-hmm. that were lies, in quotes, to pass. And I guess that's not necessarily uh, confusing because what Olin was saying, like you, you sort of have to mix in some truth to yeah. lie effectively or something. This is also... She, this is her trying to prove herself. Like, yes, I can slip lies into this game. Okay. Because she, she like really, really wants to be... A faceless person. She wants to be this this deadly assassin. That's the whole yeah. Like, like that's the whole reason she came reason there. there. Yeah. All right up right up until she's not. Like you will remember <laughs> when she. Sorry, Chris, Chris looks really I, excited. I am a little excited. Uh, this is one of those moments where it's like ah shit, I gotta give it to him. The writing was good today. Um, where she has joined this organization to be like a a super murderer. Yeah. But the faceless man only rewards her or is able to like or allows her to progress when he sees her in a compassionate moment when she's using her ability to lie to bring comfort to someone dying right and the waif on the other hand is 100% just a vicious brutal person right and later you've seen the faceless man allows the waif to be killed by Arya yeah and then you see Arya announce herself still being Arya Stark of Winterfell and that he let her he lets her leave right and like because he sees that she's still a good person and like the faceless man isn't an evil entity right like he he brings death as a way to to bring good into the world and like the waif didn't have that she only right. had vengeance and mm-hmm. then, and like they don't ever <laughs> speak any of that out loud they just let They're it play out it. slowly through time okay and like that's really good writing where they don't hit you in the face with that reality where it's like the faceless man awards compassion but also like it is a rigorous difficult process to right. be a person who can be compassionate but also deal death and like, yeah. it's it, it's a really really interesting thing that they did there and they did it quietly mm-hmm. and yeah. i like that and that i don't is old show parts that are coming out my question yeah. really cool. my question to chris yeah. is did you notice that watching it forward or appreciate it at least. You noticed it. I don't think it. that I did. Honestly, okay. like the, my first run through, I don't think I gave a shit about that. And yeah. I was like, but now, and that's, it's not even necessarily that you're watching it backward now, yeah. but it's just that you're, you're watching it, it again. again. I'm also like doing my goddamnedest to like overcome my own media yeah. bias yeah, where I, I just like. You're I, like, you're over it at this point, <clears throat> but you're like, yeah, let's I'm, give it a, a try. I'm so ready to be dismissive of TV as as <laughs> right. entirely like commercial and trying to pull me in for money and like not really trying or giving a fuck or like having the the producers and writers not putting any effort into making genuine art and only trying to sell me a thing. Right. That when there's genuine art in it, I gloss it over and I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing it up cuz yeah. I I didn't even notice I didn't notice but it's also because it's kind of hard for me, like we've said, to like really understand the intricacies of each moment because I don't know what came before. And yeah, it's assuming that I do. Yeah, which is, I mean, <laughs> well, I didn't notice this my first watch through either. It was the second one, and I think it's for something similar. 
It's that when you were watching it through as it comes out, you are looking for new information. You are like God trying to gobble up and guess what happens next in the story, what happens to characters, that you miss a lot of these these finer points. Yeah. Because you are you are trying to like get to the next yeah. scene in your brain. Now the cynic in me is wondering, like, is that whole thing of like reward and compassion only a consequence of the good guy needing to progress to make the story work? Well, mm. but in this, but in that way, that's how you do that artfully. Yeah. And, and we could we could balance that with another note that I made, which we kind of talked <laughs> about out loud while we were watching it. I mean, just in passing. But the whole the whole moment where Tyrion and Jamie get or uh, and Jorah. and Jorah get kidnapped, it it is just so much a checking the box of we need to get them here yeah so he this is what happens and it's just what you're like this whole thing with the faceless man and and how this is actually quite well written and there's like you know it's it's intricate and nice like the you can do that for every element of something and it's really not asking a a lot it's just asking for people to care while they're while they're writing yeah and and, yeah. and so like in this moment where they get just ambushed by like 12 random or 12 people that just like ambush them out of nowhere pirates, yeah. and then they out because for me this is actually a really big letdown because i'm like <laughs> i've been wondering mm-hmm. where did what started it's actually kind of it's blowing my mind here for a second but like my I see all these big results and then I'm like, what started it? Yeah. And that we've realized that before. But what I'm realizing now is especially when it's poor, just like kind of checking the box to get them there, it really ruins it for me because I I've already seen like the where they wanted to go and and why. Yeah. But then I'm like, you're, you're that's talking, how you started are you, it. Are you talking specifically right now about like how Tyrion comes into contact with Dan- uh, Daenerys? Yeah, yeah, like the whole yeah the whole end of the show is really dependent on Tyrion getting there. And then what is it on? It's on literally a dwarf dick joke. Oh, they love dick jokes. But that's they what do, it'll though. do. Think about it. It. It rests on that. Yeah. Like this whole scene yeah. is literally him getting kidnapped, about to get his throat slit, and he's mm-hmm. really scared. Like he yeah. pulls that off. Like that's what I love about his acting is like. Oh yeah, you can tell that he like. Oh shit, I'm about to die. I have to talk my way out of this, and I get that. But like, you wrote them into this situation where the only thing that can keep him alive is to say that like they could have easily just used his body like grabbed yeah, they, his body they, yeah. they invented like, the words cock merchant yeah uh, yes. to excuse this this, this i guess that's what bothers point. me it's just like and this, this is a this yeah. is a thing where like the writing this, this is this is one of those transitions like periods where the writing is still very good and very bad at the same time yeah and that like Tyrion is supposed to be one of the like three hyper intelligent characters in this show right and they forgot how to write for him or just stop being able to do they so in the book mo- material. In, in the, yeah, yeah. And the more they do that, the more dick jokes he he says. <laughs> it is one of, seriously. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what it is. And like they're so they're still trying to like write him as an intelligent character, but they've just completely and totally they don't God, know if, how. If so just, it's a dick joke. If we're gonna talk about writing for a moment, like my my favorite thing in media. Well, no, a thing that I notice a lot in media my favorite thing is the wrong characterization for this when writers try to write a genius uh when you try to write a character who's smarter than you 
how do you do that? Because yeah. you <laughs> you can't. Yeah. It's it, it would be like trying to build a th- thing that's taller than you but you know you right. don't have a step stool to get up there mm-hmm. like, which is it's you, the same reason yeah. it's the same reason why it's like really hard to write anything that has something to do with time travel yeah or, or, or a character who's omniscient and or omnipresent or any kind yeah. of yeah. situation like that where they can they can manipulate the past and present and future yeah. it's like that's really fucking hard to do and it's because it's paradoxical <clears throat> to the mm-hmm. every sense of the yeah. of the concept so it's just like how do you and, and yeah, this... but like so before, like so I don't, I don't know if I'm not going to call um, George R. R. Martin a genius or anything, but I think he uses his knowledge of everything else that's happening in yeah. his own books, and it's like, okay, well, I, this character could anticipate this because yeah. of this, this. Because I'm, I'm the omniscient god here. He's really. had and I a can lot. Make him know. He's had a lot more time. A lot more time, a lot George. More time. A lot more time to think about what's up. going on with these characters and like and write for Tyrion, where the TV yeah. writers were like, some of this, I think that they are just. They're not putting the time in. I think so. Yeah. It's like you can't put the time in on a yeah. serial TV show like this. Yeah. Like they didn't. They didn't have the time. And they didn't care for the time. I'm, it's a dual edge thing here. I'm thinking about it now, and yeah, the challenge they were given. They're like, all right, so you've got to write this character. It's Tyrion Lannister. He is a genius of diplomacy and strategy. He he is brilliant beyond uh, the people around him. He's very very smart. So go go. We we set you spinning now. Go and they're like. Dick? I'm just the thing. <laughs> Cock merchant. Penis? Uh, yeah. It's all in the cock merchants. Well, on the other hand, like, maybe that's a good way to just acknowledge your inability to write a genius and be like, yep. so instead of writing him very smart, we're going to write him extremely stupid because we can do that. <laughs> or just, really, it's just putting him in such stupid situations where mm-hmm. his he doesn't his genius doesn't have to rise to such occasion. No. It's just like, all right, like well, they wrote d- a scene of him building a robot. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually how you write a genius in a show. So yeah, they get kidnapped and that's the beginning of all of this and it, it's mm-hmm. just like that's the type of exciting thing that happens for me in the show watching it backward is like I get to see how and this this episode seems to be this actually out of out of all the episodes I've seen so far, this seems like it's closest to the turning point between old show, new show. Like there is, there, mm. there are the, especially seeing Tyrion's beginning, because like, this is the, finally the moment I get to see Tyrion's whole plot kind of start. Obviously I don't know why he's walking with uh, Jorah. Jorah. Yeah. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing, mm. but I at least get to see what brings him to, no, I do know that You're they on are his second arc now. Yeah, because he's starting. He is starting to go to. At this point, I don't know why him and Jorah are wanting to go to see Daenerys. Although I know that Jorah is interested in her. Yes, he's and very much in love with Tyrion Daenerys. for some reason. Tyrion isn't <clears throat> sold on her at this point. Um, he, he he's pretty doubtful of her mm-hmm. for the next couple episodes, and then it all ends quickly with her not killing him, and then he's just suddenly like, "All right, I'm, I'm your advisor. Yeah, now. you're, I'm yours. I'm all yours. I'm all the way to the end when <laughs> everything sucks. But yeah, I don't know. There's um, uh, I am starting to finally see the beginning of his last final arc. Um, and I'm excited to see the first one because I oh, think yeah. that that's going to be better. Hundred percent. I think that's going to be the better content for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there there is one more. I'm not sure if it's the if it's the next one here or the one before that. There is a there is a 
there's a jump the shark moment for the show where like old show becomes new show i have a particular line and a particular scene and Mm. i'm so excited i love it i I wonder we'll get there i wonder if you and i have different moments for when that moment is because i have an i have an image in my head and i think it is the ending scene for season four i think okay we'll we'll get there all right Ah, so we'll see nice. what this is. Yeah. I this 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 one it, it brings me unbridled joy. See, I'm seeing I'm seeing like the I'm so I'm seeing sort of the aftermath of these moments for you. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see those moments yeah. and then and then because for me I'm gonna have to see a very stupid moment followed by like in an episode that has some pretty good moments. Yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah. that's when I know I've seen a turning point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me see. Circe and Baelish uh, are discussing things. I'm just going through my notes because I've, mm-hmm. I've hit a lot of my main points. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, Sir Lord. Oh, yeah. So there's this huge section of show that is basically the start of the whole um, the whole Sparrow, a high Sparrow thing yeah and i i had kind of assumed it's reign of terror i'd kind of assumed that Circe was trying to frame loris and uh marge to try to get rid of them um and in this in this moment you get a lot of that yeah like, it's very much like Circe's sitting there watching them get um looped into yeah getting arrested that type of thing like her, they, they frame loris for um sleeping with this like alter or the, this uh squire stable boy stable yeah stable olivar the squire i love i like i love her half-hearted you're besmirching a great house there is no one that can prove this yeah and he's like call witness it's like oh would never have seen that coming Oh no, the besmirchment! Oh, oh dear! <laughs> Olena's like I traveled. Oh, all, uh, how she, far did Olena have to travel to get um, here? She actually. goes um, basically all the way across the, the lengthwise. She doesn't yes. get a lot of time. No, widthwise, she goes the entire widthwise of the continent to get. She over doesn't there. get a lot of time with uh, Cersei. She's Travel sort of times, time, which very problematic in this show. <laughs> which like I, I like Elaine is one of my favorite characters. I love it when she's on screen. I love yeah. her interactions with anyone. Yeah, she was great in this. Episode. And it's like God, I, I, I wish there was more her and Cersei banter because that's it was that's pr- so much fun. It was good wordplay. Um, but yeah, she she traveled <clears> there <throat> and basically talked to Marge for a minute, mm-hmm. and then talked to. Uh, Cersei, and then basically watched her grandson get yeah. arrested with uh, get arrested with her with her with her with queen her daughter, queen. and oh. it's weird because like Tommen's like, and I could do nothing to stop it. And it's like, yeah, you you could have right there though, but yeah, she, you did you nothing. Your guard off. You actually like you, you're you shown waving your hand, stopping well, your guard. I wonder if like yeah. that's part of his like made like major regret is he's like he didn't know what to do. Oh, for sure. Because I mean, the you kid's could, like thirteen. Yeah, here. that's it's his yeah. whole character. He's I mean, a the child. acting yeah. the acting was good in that moment too, where mm-hmm. you could tell that he had. A lot of complicated issues with it. Yeah, yeah. He, he was like, sort of like, what is happening? I feel like I could do something here, but I but also am definitely told me not to. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a yeah. There's like a lot of a lot of stuff yeah. going on there. That kid kills himself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Swan dives out a window. This is one of the moments Hard that not informed to blame his decision. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That is uh, speaking of great. See, I'm gonna go back to that one. The the set the crown down, walk off, walk back, and. Yeah, just out the window. Yeah. (laughs) 
let's move on to the fun end part of the show. Yeah, Jesus the Christ. The sexual assault that made me very uncomfortable. It made everyone... There was like a five-minute silent dark moment where all yeah, of us watching yeah. the episode just now were like, who's going to say something? And I was like, I've got a dark joke. I'll, I'll oh, say God. it. Oh, God. Uh, but... Yeah. yeah, like there's there's a lot of um, heat on the show for doing Jesus. that. And I don't I don't know. Like I, it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. That is the point. Yeah, Ramsey's a monster, but like I we did, knew that already. Like, I don't know. I it just I I I didn't enjoy the scene. I don't I don't think it should have been okay, there. Okay, you know what my argument is. But I you don't know what my argument is. This show did does not earn. If you're going to make the argument that you are doing it for art, then you have to hold up art. It's just 100%. Like if if they were doing it for art's sake to tell a character and to get somewhere cool, then sure. Like you sometimes you have to show like yeah. these horrible rape scenes and or something. They, and they then, also and like, that leads to somewhere cool, but when you when you build up a whole show to be about climate change and then you just fucking like flip yeah. the table, yeah. like no. <laughs> My biggest problem like, with the show. If it was a part of that scheme then I'm I'd say sure. Like you some you sometimes you have to see horrible things to get to somewhere really powerful. Yeah. And and that has been done, yeah. but it's like they stopped. I'm not sure if this is if it's here. They, they did stop shy of like stripping that actress naked and like showing us that rape. Yes, which. Yeah. Uh, but but still. they we got the audio and like just they lingered on on on, on, beyond, on yeah like, face for a yeah. long time. That's uh, what I'm saying. Uh, well, I guess I'm just saying you can't yeah. you can't fake. You you can't like argue that you're being art one place and then just entertainment later. Yeah, it just cheapens everything. And it's like you, you can balance them and you can balance entertainment and and art and make something powerful too. But if you if you cop out on like the biggest elements of like your ending to just be bullshit and yeah. random as hell, then it, you're not doing anything. Like you're not you're yeah. not actually trying to say anything with your show. You're not saying anything artful. They yeah. do not end the show with anything being said that's artful. Yeah. Like the yep. whole end is just literally like It's trash. It is <laughs> the end of this show is basically the end of any random ass Middle Earth show. Yep. Like it's just like, oh, characters are going off, and 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 yeah, uh, the queen. Literally, literally the queen, character sails off into the east. Yeah, like the queen was corrupt, and then she gets killed, and then people and the dragon go and blows up to castle. Move. <laughs> they go on to live their lives, but it's like, no, you're not saying anything. You're yeah. not saying anything artistic. <laughs> and so, if you want to argue any kind yep. of artsy shit about what yeah, you... they were writing here it's like no you're <laughs> can i can i make a, a like a real mild short tangent i promise it'll be short okay star trek voyager <laughs> <laughs> all right well, well we'll get back to you in three hours <laughs> right. cut this audio out no no it's 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 kind of the same where uh game of thrones <laughs> hey. fair but also hey uh no, no, no. So Game of Thrones does this whole thing of like building this this whole enterprise on. Uh, I'm stuck in Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, building this whole <laughs> enterprise on this idea of like climate change being represented by ice zombies and like yeah. we all have to actually band together, abandon whatever we were doing before, yeah. and do this. Yeah, this yeah. is an existential threat. And then they just don't care anymore yeah. at the end. Star Trek Voyager made my made this mistake and it's my least favorite Star Trek for the same reason is Star Trek had this wonderful established universe and they were like so our idea for a show is to just leave the universe that's it we're going to take the ship 
that has this beautiful fleshed out universe to build stories inside of and we're gonna put it over here where none of that is happening and they're just on the ship see i love it as a concept I love that oh, part. It's like I'm in. No, because here's the thing: is like the, the like Voyager is is very much the Odyssey, where you are you are far flung and you are trying to make your way home against hope. Yeah, but, but even because, Homer, like, the opera, the opera uh, like wrapped that up in three books. I know, not I'm not six seasons. I'm not saying it is a perfect Star Trek. I am saying I am I am here for the premise and the idea that you take. Like we have this very fleshed out universe, but there's there's more. Like it's literally infiniteness of space. Let's take all of these characters. Let's put them together on a ship. We'll fling them out there and see how they deal with this um, this near hopeless journey of finding their way and, back home. And that's a great movie or a great episode, <laughs> but not a it's whole show. Seasons. Like walking away, it, it's like prim- five or six seasons. Yeah, it's six seasons. Like I damn. Yeah, it's, it it should have been more like three. I'll premise it. The Borg part was weird. Yeah. Deep I'm not Space saying Nine it's, is the best Star Trek. But I'm no, not no. saying it's perfect. I'm saying I like the idea and the ambition, even if the execution was flawed. Nice. Anyways, that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, I have a wait. Are you jumping somewhere? Oh, I was going, I was going back to, to the, uh, the. Let's the, not go back there. Well, I, I was like oh, okay. my, my my final point on this is like this: the show ventures into territory where it's not about the artful display of monstrosity of characters, and it ventures a little too close to relishing the abuse of women. Right, yep. um, does a lot of that. There is in this season like the sexual abuse of a young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, becomes Arya some sort of like I think it's supposed to be a power fantasy but it's yeah. still really weird right it's supposed to set you up for that revenge porn <laughs> yeah. but like so it's ugh, basically like yeah. saying that any... also sucks actually yeah, yeah. yeah. weirdly kind of gross it, it, it's, it's almost <clears throat> like setting up this weird uh, notion that if a woman's going to be powerful as a character, she has to have she gone to through something horrible. Somebody. Yeah. Or if she becomes powerful she'll also go psycho like the yeah. Daenerys gets stabbed in the end of this show yep. Sansa has to be brutally raped. It's it's yeah. It gets a little too close to yeah. we like abusing women for my for the, my taste. The only powerful woman character in the show that I really like is Olena. Oh yeah, because yeah. we have no evidence of any particular abuse in her past outside of right. existing in this world. Probably yes. some shit happened. Yeah, she just is the matriarch of her family. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take any bullshit from anybody. Tries her best to strip away the pretense from every interaction she has and just says let's not bullshit each other. This is a fight. Yeah. And I'm fighting for my friends and for my people and for the people that I need to care about. And right. she's like, yeah, my kid fucks boys. It's not a problem. Everyone knows. Let's shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they throw him in jail anyway and she mad. Mm-hmm. Oh, even even the yeah. uh, the the strong heroine sand snakes in the show the next episode are like ones using her sexuality in jail it's just yeah like, yeah it, it borders on gross a lot yeah Loris never used sex as a weapon <laughs> he had sex as a weapon used against him yes but yeah were uh, the were the were the uh, Dornish ladies trying to kill uh Mar or Mycela Mycela Mycela. Um, Yes, I believe. Like at least they're trying to kidnap her. Um, they definitely had the opportunity to kill her and did not. They said we're leaving together. She had a knife pointed at her. Like she she could have poisoned and killed her with that knife. I yeah. think it was more of those. Um, based on like the fact that like Obara gives her the kiss later when she's leaving and kills her. I think it was they didn't want to kill her there as one of those. Uh, they wanted to make it a statement murder type of thing. Right. Because like they like they they wanted revenge on the Lannister household for an event that you will see. But it's later. like a political move too. Yeah. Right? It's like a it's like a house. This is back going into the like the I don't remember the show that well kind of stuff. Were they aware that Jamie and Braun were around? 
Um, I don't believe so. I so think that, that surprises was a, them. a happenstance meeting there. Which it yeah. seems super wildly unlikely. Random. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and shoehorned in even. While yeah. we're on Dorn, I also have a nitpick. There was there's this awesome character. He has the big old axe. Yeah, I like he's him. the heavy. Um, oh, I have his name written down somewhere. Um, Arayo Hota, who is like this really cool character, big ass axe, and we never get a fight scene with the heavy. We never do. This is the closest we have to it. We don't. He puts, do he puts his he? axe to Jamie's neck. He gets stabbed in the back. Oh. It's such a letdown because like I want, I wanted because like he sets it up. Do you remember still? Do you still remember how to yeah. use that axe? And he goes, yeah. "It's been a while, but I remember." And it's yeah. like I want to see him use that fucking axe. Swing that bitch. I want to see it. And he never. <laughs> he gets stabbed in the back. It's just. It's. Uh, it's sadness. <laughs> I learn actually. I get another. He's start. in Smash though, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he gets a. Uh, I, I saw another start to an arc. Finally, I kind of have a better reference as to what the hell Baelish has been up to for the last, see, see like the whole rest of the series. Uh, it shows him talking to Cersei, and basically, basically Baelish sets up like, "Hey, um, what is it?" He, he's he's doing a political like he oh yeah he's yeah. going to Winterfell to kill Bolton because if Bolton marries Sansa then mm-hmm. suddenly that house has some legitimacy yeah that ha- that house is building up and it could threaten Cersei so then mm-hmm. Baelish offers to do it if he's be- if he were to become warden of the warden North. of the North so like that's it's literally the first time any of that has ever come up. Like the rest of the show has operated as if like I knew what just happened. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like, God, he's been the most mysterious character in terms of like where he comes from. Is Baelish dead in the books? No. It doesn't make any sense that he would be. No, at this point yeah. he's very much alive. It doesn't make any sense that he'd be dead in the show either, but they just kind of he was so he's the the, 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 the three smart yeah. characters yeah. are Tyrion, Baelish, and, and Varys. Varys. Yeah. yeah, and we yeah like and Sansa. Yes, but they're like the three like smipe like spy master yeah. piece movie characters, and this is he's he's one of them doing things. Right. This is him trying to position himself into Warden of the North. Let's see. Yeah. He gets all this incredible intrigue build up and then they just kill him because yep. they forget how to write. Yep. 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 Him and Varys. Yep. No more intrigue. We can't <laughs> we can't sustain they, this amount of intrigue. Well, that was the thing, like, like, we, we don't have time for this. We're doing eight yeah. or six episodes in season ten. Yeah. So eight, season eight, season eight. Yeah. It'd be like if HBO in, wanted to go to ten. Like Imagine if in Lord of the Rings Aragorn just like they just killed him at the same time as Boromir. <laughs> <laughs> they just do this got guy rid of anymore. him. We just don't need him anymore. He's uh, yeah, sure. He was the heir apparent to the throne. It doesn't matter. He's dead. Leave yeah. him alone. I think that's all I got. Yeah, I'm looking. Cool. I looked through my notes. Uh, looks like we covered everything because we kind of jumped around. Like I said, mm-hmm. I like I like the yeah. flow of this uh, better than me just literally recapping what the show yeah, was. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you got the reins, man. You do what you want. You get mm-hmm. the sense. You get yeah. the sense of what's going on. People. We did get a question from last time answered, which was like, how long ago did Sansa and Ramsey get married? Oh. And you had said like... It's so uneventful. Beginning but, of the season, and it was literally like this episode. But now yesterday. that I know... <laughs> now that I know that... Like, I don't necessarily know the nature exactly of why they're getting married, but it's obviously that she's being... 
forced. she's being forced to marry and actually that is a, a mystery that's becoming more interesting because of the whole theon thing like theon yeah. knew sansa from uh as a child up until mm-hmm. now and he for some reason is the helper of bolton um and he for some reason goes by the name reek mm-hmm. and he for some reason allows this to happen probably in this moment he allows it to happen because he will get um even if he manages to kill bolton he will be murdered after that um so he's just like sort of self-preservation i don't know like cowardice so yeah there's just i just don't know why they're here in this moment um Mm -hmm. i i really don't know why sansa is being married to him forcefully but i don't know you'll get there well it's i mean i can guess it's because he took over winterfell and not a bad guess and then he's just like all right you're mine (laughs) i'm doing what i want now in finishing up the episode today i have i have a thing that i want you to do if you're willing okay a challenge homework yeah a little bit uh well, not so much homework because it'll be here and now. Okay. Uh, I want you to tell me about some character arcs. Ooh. What is Tyrion's story? Before this? Yeah, leading up to now and then, you know, continuing on through. Where do, where do you think, why him do everything? Because <laughs> you have some details. Like, this episode is very rich and backwards. It really was. Spoilers. Mm. Like, you get to learn a lot about Arya, Sansa, Tyrion. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of... They just lay out their little yeah. personal recaps a lot in this episode. Yeah. Tyrion reveals in this episode that he um, sailed from King's Landing to Pentos in a crate. Mm-hmm. And Tyrion visited a brothel in Volantis. He, he's saying he's saying to Jorah, why do you think I, I did that? And it was, and then he reveals that his father was sleeping with the woman he loved and then was, and then uh, Tyrion killed him. I don't know if that's the reason or if it was, were many reasons. If you Probably just had to go reasons. birth to death on Tyrion, like what is Tyrion's story? Just in, in a brief summation. Tyrion was born of some strange situation in his family because none, none of the rest of his family are dwarves right mm-hmm. which is that what they they reference him as being a dwarf is that like pc in their world uh i or don't know if it called... matters okay it, yeah. it's not brought up <clears throat> um so yeah they're, they're, it's definitely like pc is not a thing i don't think in the in that world yeah like he wouldn't i don't be offended i don't think that that <clears throat> culture has advanced to the point where they give a shit so is about he, any no. of that yeah. is he none of it, the rest of his family from what i've seen is the way he is right in terms of size so yeah. i would imagine there's a reason for that maybe his mom because i've seen i've seen heirs to his dad mm-hmm but I don't know who his mom was. So I'm assuming is maybe she was a dwarf. So they, yeah, his mom, he was born of a dwarven mom. And then uh, he was treated, which wasn't the mother of the rest of his brothers and sisters. And so then he was treated as an outsider. 
and then because of such, he was a real angsty boy. And what do angsty boys do best? They visit the library <laughs> constantly. And so he read a lot of stuff and became very smart, very genius. And then he fell in love with an, a nice goyle. And then he found out that his dad was sleeping with her on the side. And then he killed him. And then he had to escape. So he went to the mail, he went to the <laughs> post office and hopped in a crate and got shipped to Pentos. Out of 10, <laughs> how accurate would you put that story? Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to give it an accuracy rating, but like okay. entertainment value, 10 out of 10. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm hey. down. Uh, now, hey. now I just want you to do the same things for Sansa and um, Theon. Okay, Sansa is also the heir to... Wait, is... No, Sansa's not related to Tyrion. No. Hmm. Sansa was she's dating Stark. Tyrion. Birth to death. Just a brief birth to death yeah. summation of Sansa. But she was briefly married to him. Again. Or at least birth mentioned, to end of Mentioned show. in this episode. Yeah. Did his... Did his dad sleep with Sansa? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that would have been a, I mean, Based on current information, my not information, a bad guess. So Sansa uh, grew up as a Stark child in Winterfell. Had a pretty normal upbringing, honestly. Um, took a liking to uh, military, uh, military knowledge. Re re read a lot of military books so that when she became leader she could do some you know she could do some military things some strategery <laughs> <laughs> and then she got hooked up with Tyrion um he was a, also a very smart boy read a lot of books um he seemed to be different than the rest you know so she 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 liked it and then she took a liking to his father who would always appear to grab a beer from the fridge just at the right moments while they were hanging out in the house and she was like who's this <laughs> <laughs> and then uh one sleep overnight she just you know she she takes advantage of him the father and then Tyrion finds out about it later and then he kills his father oh this is about sansa though yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it affected sansa dearly she couldn't believe it and then so she Re reacted to that in such a way that she was going to marry someone else. Holy shit. Did Tyrion have anything to do with the Red Wedding? Was it the marriage of Sansa and Tyrion? I just, can we can we just rename the podcast Loose Dangling Yarn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> maybe Sansa and Tyrion. Oh, the Red Wedding. I'm thinking out loud a lot. A little bit. That's yeah, okay. No, no, the red. This is all resulting in me to recontextualize the red wedding. The red wedding is the effect of Sansa and Tyrion about to get married, and then Tyrion finds out that Sansa has been sleeping with his dad, and then during this wedding, during the event of the wedding, he kills his father, and maybe many other people. And then he escapes the city in a crate. 
uh, to wherever. And, and this all probably happened like two episodes ago because it seems all pretty, pretty uh, current in the the timeline. <laughs> so I don't know where that got me with Sansa, but it just, it just it got hit, you somewhere. Yeah. It just hit me. <laughs> All right. What was the other character? Theon. If you want to. You did a lot of heavy thinking right there. Thinking out loud. Another good title for the show. Yeah. Theon Greyjoy, though. Theon, I kind of know a little bit about the Iron Islands. Wait. Yeah. Iron Islands. He's a Greyjoy. He was a Greyjoy, and he was... I said, see you later, boy. Don't apologize for that. That's Theon. That's good. Did literally say "see you later, boy" to the Iron Islands, as he was basically just like sick of getting tormented by his weird uncle that f- sailed around on a dead ghost ship, and so Theon said see you later boy to the islands and he shipped on over to um the rest of westeros is the gray or are the iron islands part of westeros or are they outside of yes and no is okay. japan part of asia <laughs> is it yes no. that, that kind of um, <laughs> they are they are not one of the seven kingdoms but they are definitely counted as part of westeros okay so okay yeah, yeah. so like so, they have their own kind of style of government that doesn't really mesh with the the yeah, rest of the Westerosi. Yeah, the uh, the, uh, the you you be you have to be drowned to be king type. Of yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't really they're, fly. They're weird the, fucking religion. <laughs> the reaving and the raping and the whatnot. Yeah, man. yeah. It doesn't quite. They're 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 Vikings if they controlled way less land. So so he basically was just like I'm kind of sick of this and I think there's a I I I've been on the internet and I know that there's like a sort of a better world over there in Westeros I'm I'm gonna travel west and uh and be more civilized in 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 uh, quotation marks and so then he goes over there and lo and behold he's plopped into an internship at the Bolton House <laughs> and he's just like oh what what do you need me to do <laughs> you need me to well, but how does he get involved with Sansa? He knows Sansa for a long time. How does Sansa know him? Does, was Sansa over at the Iron Islands, or did, did he leave the Iron Islands? Like, why did he? Why did he go from the Iron Islands to the rest of Westeros at a young age, or did she go there? Either way, maybe I missed a little rung in Sansa's history. Maybe she went to the Iron Islands to do some. She was like a she was like a Christian um uh what do you call it missionary, missionary yeah. Yeah. yeah she was she was like hey there's a <laughs> there's there's other ways to become well honestly are there other ways to become king and queen I mean are the differences between the Iron Islands and the uh, rest of Westeros I mean, way of, of they thinking? are they are all very murder centric yeah yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, as, as with real life, if you yeah. can convince yeah. enough people you're in charge, you're in charge. Yeah, as we've seen. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think I've gone too far into the Theon thing to really make any sense, but I do like thinking out loud about that because it makes me realize that I haven't really thought of the implications. I mean, I just learned that Sansa and Theon knew each other that long, mm-hmm. but it does imply a lot in that 
I just kind of always assume that Theon and his sister were having their own plot arc over in the Iron Islands type of thing, and then he ended up... It does up... kind of imply that, doesn't it? But but th- but here it, it implies that either that has been true and Sansa's mm-hmm. been over there for a while, or... The reverse. Yeah. Well, so the last last question and part of your like reconstruction of Theon. Okay. Why is he called Reek? I... I don't know. Oh, I thought that he was basically. I thought that he was before this episode. I thought that maybe um, Bolton didn't even know that he was there, and that he uh, Ramsey. I mean, Ramsey Bolton. Mm-hmm. I thought he was maybe. I thought Theon was there in disguise and was just going by Reek to to throw his. Uh, which is still probably true, but I just thought that I didn't think Ramsey knew he was there. Mm-hmm. But now it seems as if Ramsey is. Uh, having him do oh maybe maybe reek is a real Greyjoy, uh and that Greyjoy has been sent to help ramsey bolton and then ramsey killed that one <clears throat> and then took his place so that he could really help sansa instead of do the other okay <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of pull, pays off at the end, but he really drops the ball a couple times. Yeah, like at the end of this episode, yeah. particularly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> if there's a time to help a person, it's it's that. It's that. Yeah, that moment. That moment. Like, yeah. yeah. One of the darkest moments in a person's life while you stand and watch. Probably yeah. the best time to help. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> We see a lot of those moments in this episode. We it's really a, It's a pretty heavy episode and, and a lot of moments that are leading to the result of the rest of the series. And like I've said, I, d- yeah. I do not believe that they are upheld. Yeah. The directors went home and slept very well. Yeah. I mean, they were uh, paid a lot of money to, on, the, on their yeah, piles of cash. Big so, pile of money. Yeah. 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 Cool. Anyway. Yeah. I don't have any further questions. Olin. No, I'm good. Nothing. No further questioning. We're out. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> bye bye. Adjourned. We didn't do any of this. Wieners touching wieners touching wieners. Wiener next to another wiener. Wiener wiener. I'm really excited for you to finish this show so you can go watch the the South Park. That's really that's the payoff, isn't it? That's the payoff. Yeah. I mostly let Red Robin wedding. I mostly let that carry on as long as it did so that I can turn that backward and then use it. I was plotting. Yes. Hear the little folks all about shows and dragons. Kurt's watching it backward, he ain't seen it before. What will he find out? Turns out shows are kind of boring backward, but that's okay. We're gonna keep doing this weird fucking podcast anyway.